Right now, though, I am delighted to be joined on the phone by Shanette Budai, and she is the manager at Roscommon Volunteer Centre. Good morning, Shanette. Can you hear me? Hi, Kira. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. It's so great to have you on this morning. So for anyone listening in, and they may not be aware of all the amazing things going on at the Volunteer Centre, can you tell us, just I suppose a synopsis, what, what, what happens for you? Yes, well, we work with two major groups. Firstly, we work with uh, any community organization and yeah. register charities um, that uh, are looking for people to support their work. Uh, and by that, what I mean is we, we help with um, volunteers. We help find volunteers that are skilled and suitable and have the time um, to help contribute to the development of those organizations um, by bringing in essential skills or uh, giving their time. And so... Uh, we then meet with uh, potential volunteers in the community as well. We get to know them. We get to know where they're located, what their interests are, what their background is. And we develop a relationship with them. And through that, we kind of broker. We're like a matchmaking service. We find the volunteers yeah. and refer them on to the organization. And then we kind of um, see how they're getting on and make sure that the volunteers feel supported and that the organizations also feel that they've, they've received the right person as well. Okay, amazing. So that's huge, I suppose, as well for, like, support, I think, is a huge thing, isn't it? And obviously, with the, what, what you're doing, there's so much going on there. What have some of the, I suppose, stories been, um, or have you heard any antidotes back about how everyone's been getting on? Um, so the roles really vary. They can be yeah. anything from a dog walker to a befriender. Uh, this weekend, we supported the Bellamary School in Moat Park. We had face painters and we had... Wow. Um, uh, yeah, we had a storyteller, we've worked with the uh, agricultural show, so the, the roles can vary a lot, but we've re- received very positive feedback from the community uh, groups that we've supported, um, saying, look, we were just delighted with the volunteers you sent us, they were well trained, they were, um, and, and that's part of a particular program actually, where we would support once-off events, that's yeah. part of a national program called the Community Volunteer Program, and all volunteer centres across the country are working on this as the pilot three-year program and essentially what we do is for any festival or event we provide volunteers uh to help uh, on those occasions but then on on an ongoing basis we can also provide volunteers that would be matched with an organization for a you know continuous program so there are two real streams of of what we do but yeah it it can be quite fun the volunteers themselves had a great time this weekend they enjoy the face painting they enjoy the storytelling um and they enjoy getting to meet other people and feel that they were contributing to um you know their community and doing something that was enjoyable for everybody you know for the parents for the children that came out for the schools of course itself so um yeah we've, we've had really great feedback and we're just looking to constantly meet new groups and meet new people so we can make those connections um and then i think another part of our work that isn't um that's just kind of arisen uh, um very uh, organically was because we get to meet so many groups we can help them network with each other so one group might be doing something and we would say to them well, are you aware of the fact that that other group over there is doing something similar or that you guys can um, meet each other and you can have a, a relationship and develop and coordinate and collaborate and so we, we actually do a little bit of um, peer-to-peer support as well uh, in that way. Okay so there's a huge amount in this and I suppose as well um, do you find like with the pandemic and things like that like after it, there was such a surge I suppose in people wanting to go out there and do different things or what's I suppose what's the uptake been like? 
Yeah, with the, well, the pandemic was interesting. I mean, we had a lot of older people that would have volunteered before the pandemic. And yeah. so um, because of cocooning, I think a lot of people were afraid to go back, um, which was understandable, of course. So there, you know, we worked with organizations at a national level to say, um, or to help them put measures in place uh, for safeguarding to make sure that, and um, to make sure that they were paying attention to the health of their volunteers and they had the adequate measures there. Yeah. Um, and to maybe kind of structure their program in, in such a way that would um, allow people to even volunteer from home. There was a huge uptake in volunteering from home during, um, during COVID and, e- and even afterwards because people realized they could still contribute uh, and not have to travel. <laughs> so oh, okay. even volunteering adapted itself during COVID. Um, so for example, one one activity that was quite popular was letter writing. Uh, people were able to write letters into nursing homes and residential centers to people um, who may have been ill uh, or were isolating. That's so a beautiful idea. People, yeah, it was really, really lovely. And a lot of people really um, partook in that. And um, then there were other things like um, crafting. So people were able to knit um, little hats and booties and things for children, for premature babies. So that's another one that can be done from the comfort of your own home. You don't need to leave, you don't need to travel. And they were able to send off those books to, to hospitals and, um, and uh, places like that. So there was, there was a quite, a, 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 you know, a creative surge, I think, during COVID, which wasn't anticipated, but which was a result of just kind of having to be, um, you know, on your own or, or away from other people. And we've seen that people are returning, of course, uh, back to face-to-face, and there's um, a lot of joy in that because you get to meet and in that face-to-face environment and develop, develop that relationship and have the chat. And it's not the same done, let's say, like, if you're having a, a meeting by Zoom. It's not quite the same as when you're all in the same room together. So uh, we have found slowly but surely people are coming back, yeah. That's amazing. And for anyone, like, listening in and maybe they want to go, like, how does the process, we'll say, for volunteer volunteering, um, how does it go about if someone wants, someone might be listening in and they they might be nervous I suppose a lot of people might I suppose with you know approaching back to work or things like that and I suppose it's very therapeutic as well I, I called into the um, volunteer centre and I was talking to the lovely girl that was there at the time I can't think of her name um but she was telling me a lot of kind of that's exactly and um, she was telling me all about kind of I suppose the different types of uh, you know desires why people might want to volunteer and things like that and a lot of times it can be for mental health and things like that and I think it's it's such an important thing to have it in the community because a lot of people they want to be able to help and contribute and give back but anyone listening in that maybe not sure how to go about the process what, what way does it work? Right. So if you know a group, there, there are two ways of doing it. There's informal yeah. volunteering and formal volunteering. So if you know a group, uh, you can go directly to them and say you have some time and 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 they might be able to help you out and, and find an appropriate role. But we, we help support formal volunteering. So that means we would encourage people to come to us. Again, we would take some of their details. We would get to know them. We would kind of have... Um, ask them a bit of questions. And, um, and then we would... Uh, we would work with a system called IVOL, which is the National Volunteering Database. And that's used by all of the volunteer centers. There's 29 of us uh, across the country. There's one volunteer center per county, with Dublin having four, and um, just because of the size. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what we do is we all work with each other. We all network. We all use IVOL to help register both the volunteers and also register the volunteer opportunities. 
uh, for the organization. So when a person registers, and we can help with that, they then see all of the volunteering opportunities that are available in their locality. Okay. Um, and they can say, oh, well, okay, that's not so far for me. I might try that one out. Or they can also see volunteer opportunities that are done remotely. So they can say, oh, well, that's an interesting one, and I can do it from the comfort of my home. Or, you know, so they, they get yeah. to see a wide range of things that are available. And what we would do is we would um, find out what they're interested in and pass along the information to the to the, or to the uh, voluntary group and then uh, carry out um, follow-up and see how are they getting on, is there training involved, um, you know, uh, what steps we could do to maybe make them feel supported in, in that role. And, and most people just get on very, very well. Uh, but, yeah, the first step, if anyone's interested, is to get in touch with us. So they can visit our website, which is www.volunteerwithscommon.ie. They can uh, visit our, um, uh, our Volunteer Ireland website. That's a national uh, kind of an umbrella organization. And they would look after best practice and coordination amongst all of the volunteer centers. Um, so they're volunteerireland.ie. Um, or they can call into our office, if, uh, which is in Roscommon Town. We're right uh, in the square across from the post office. And again, if you're not near Scotland Town, you can call us. And the number for myself is uh, 089-219-9930. Or for my colleague, Cloda, 089-400-8332. Oh, uh, those are the best ways. <laughs> and this, exactly. And guys, there's such a fabulous bunch in there. They're so friendly. Um, they're so helpful. And I know you've the big, uh, big sister, little sister program as well. I was like, how, how's that working these days? I remember, um, I think it was back in 2012. Um, when I think back, I would have been a first year back in that year. And I think that was the first year I could be wrong, maybe, but I think that was the first year that that program took off, I think around Ireland in general. Um, but I think it's, it had such a huge impact um, what have you been finding as well with that program? I, I know it has a massive impact for many, many students. Yeah, so that would be one of the organizations, one of the groups that has registered with us yeah. uh, to look to find volunteers. And there would be many groups. So there would be those that are looking for uh, people to help um, befriending, you know, like a loan would be a really great one for um getting people to call on an older person who might be isolating yeah. or um you know or, or without family members that are nearby for social support and but the big brother big sister program in Roscommon, yeah they're looking for um for kind of mentors for young people uh and any kind of caring adult who can give maybe uh they can meet the person once a week or an hour or two and do something that they both like whether it's you know playing the guitar, baking a cake, going for a walk, listening to music, any of those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a huge program, like a national program, and it's there to help support the mental well-being of young people and their personal development. So it's a fabulous one. Um, and we're always looking for, for um, adults to have a bit of time to give back for that. Well, this is the thing, I think, as well. It's, it's, that, it's forming that, it's kind of almost like a family kind of a, a, a feeling, isn't it? Absolutely. And it it's is. so important, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, some of the motivations for people getting involved is because they want to make a difference. They mm. want to, um, you know, they're interested in youth development in this particular case, or they want the challenge. Uh, it could be also someone who's looking to develop skills. So if you're interested in youth work, this is a great opportunity, you know, taking on a mentorship role and saying that, look, I've worked with a young person, I've helped them get from X, you know, to Y. 
and um, and it was you can talk it, it, it's mutually beneficial it's not just the, the, the young person that's um, benefiting but it's also the volunteer that realizes they've grown they've developed they've made a connection um, and it's hugely rewarding and, and satisfying so um you know, people get, get involved, like I said, for many, many different reasons, and it's never just one thing. Um, and the great thing is we often find volunteers, they, um, they're they so much better for it, and they make referrals again to other people that they know and, and encourage them to, to get involved as well. It's yeah. huge. It's, it's amazing. I, I can't get over all the... There's so many different avenues they can go into. There's such a lovely variety. Do you have many? Or you, I don't know if you probably know the numbers, but would you say how, like, roughly how many volunteers you've probably recruited in the last yeah. while? Well, so registered in Wisconsin, there are about nearly 700 people who've expressed an interest in volunteering. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, and as we, we're only two years old, nearly, and so yeah. as an organization, so that number will grow over time. Um, so we found so many people that are really interested in getting out there. The difficulty isn't finding volunteers, oddly enough, it's that... Um, helping the community organizations develop um, the volunteer role descriptions and think about how they want to meaningfully engage volunteers in their work. Yeah. So really our biggest challenge is meeting the community groups and, and helping them. And it, it can take a little bit of time to put together a little role description because you need to think about, well, you know, um, are you going to give them supervision? Is training required? Is part of vetting required? Where, even the logistics, you know, where will they sit? Do I have space for this person in my in my office? Um, yeah. Or if it's not an office-based job, what resources are required to engage the volunteer? So, for example, if it's a tidy towns role, do we have enough gloves or safety jackets or, you know, tools uh, to take on more people? You know, have we got the resources or the time, you know, time resource to work with someone um, and develop them as a volunteer. So that's where I think is the tricky part for community groups because they're often um, kind of, you know, stretched as it is. Yeah. And although taking on volunteers can help build their capacity, there needs to be like a little plan in place to work with mm-hmm. that person, you know, for the first few weeks until they've, um, they're, they're, uh, they've reached a level of proficiency as a volunteer to kind of feel comfortable on their own and to take on new roles and challenges, yeah. Absolutely, there's a good bit to it, but I think what an amazing um, thing that you guys have set up as well. For anyone listening in, is there anything else you would like them to know about what you guys do? Um, Yeah, I suppose one thing is if a person comes to us and says they're interested in volunteering, it doesn't mean that we're going to have something right away. Like, you know, I'd encourage people to keep checking back every couple of weeks or every few months to see what's happening in their locality because like I said it takes time to develop those those roles and those um, and that work with the, with the community group and so don't give up you know find if you're if you're interested come in have a chat with us I think building up that personal relationship is the best way because we're always re- you know remembering the people that we've met yeah. face to face um, and even if you can't do it on, on a face-to-face basis then on the phone because we you know, you can still learn a lot about a person uh, when you're having a chat with them. So uh, don't be discouraged if you haven't found something in the first, you know, couple of days or first week or so. If you want to get involved, let us know and we'll keep um, we'll, we'll keep a reminder for ourselves. And then we also do um, newsletters. So anyone that registers with us, we send a newsletter which lists all the opportunities that are available in the county. So that's another way of kind of keeping people in the loop and involved. 
I think that's a great idea actually with the newsletters a lot of people as well it keeps things engaged and again they can keep up to date with you thank you so much Jeanette for coming on the phone this morning a wealth of knowledge um, and information there for everyone listening in about the different ways we can volunteer I think it's incredible what your guys are doing thank you so much Thank you so much, Kira. And again, just also, if there are any communities that are out there that are listening yeah. that want to engage volunteers, again, they can just call into us or, or visit our website, volunteerscommons.ie, and we'd be happy to work with you. Um, so, yeah, just also that to bear in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, you heard it from Jeanette. Check out the website. You know, get get out there, get inquiring about things because there's so many different things that we can all get involved in. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful morning, Jeanette. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.